You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yes, sir. Hour three is here. It's The Big Show in the morning, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We are live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Hey, Logan. Hi. Are you worried about radon? Surprisingly, yes. Doug Lacey's basement systems install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. And a big thanks to the guys for hopping on the program. Uh, We're in the final hour of the show. We're going to have a uh, big footy tournament in Qatar report for you. Uh, That'll be a little bit later on. Right before we say goodbye, right around uh, 8.50, we're also going to have a quick chat with Adam Stanley. Uh, plenty to talk about in the golf world, surprisingly. I know that around here it's kind of depressing because you're like, oh, well, it doesn't look like golf weather unless you go down and see Scott at Launchpad. But apart from that, you can't just hop out on the course. But nevertheless, there's been some pretty impressive Canadian showings in the golf world over the last week. So uh, we'll get the latest from Adam and uh, just his thoughts on some of the upcoming events on the PGA calendar as well as they've got a little bit of a break here in December before it is full bore in January. They uh, hit the ground running once again. So we'll do that with Adam Stanley coming up just after 8.35. My name is Matt Rose. He's Logan Gordon. we got Patty Dumas and Alex Brody on the other side of the wall. Oh, Brody. Producing the program today. Uh, Like we've mentioned, it is Team Canada taking on Team Belgium at the World Cup down in Qatar. It'll be a noon start. It has been a long time since Canada has had a World Cup match, over 13,000 days so we were asking you, we were trying to get people a little bit motivated, a little bit fired up, you know, because that's one of the things that we've heard about John Herdman. He can motivate some people. And it was another thing that, you know, we had talked about even with uh, Tommy Wilden Jr. in the previous hour. There was that outstanding speech that Michael Sheen gave to the Welshman before they went to the World Cup. Like, soccer is kind of known for these impassioned, rowdy fire up speeches that get players ready to run through a wall. And I understand it. The crowds are always crazy in football matches and the world cup is quite rare, only four years. So like, this is a massive event. This is a reason to be fired up. So we've been asking the text line all day today. What has been your favorite pump up speech, whether it is in real life whether it is from a film, whether it's from a sports film, whether it's from something else. We've had a few comedies in here. Like Patty Dumas brought forward the one from Billy Madison, which I very much loved. I was motivated to go get that dog, I'll tell you that. Yeah, we're dog people, though. Yeah, we're dog people. So you got to be fair about that, right? Okay, yeah, it might have been pandering a little bit, but nevertheless, cat person still hit home. I did Ted Lasso, sport film, uh, sports show. I guess. And then we had... Uh, Brody did Rocky. Brody with Rocky. That's sport film. You went with uh, the TV show as well, actually, didn't yeah, Friday you? Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. So we have a lot of uh, that we've given, but we've also got some that the listeners have given. And there's some there's some legit ones, and there's some that are kind of more comical, if you will. Um 
let's start here because we've gotten this one a lot and this is kind of piggybacks off yours logan you'd remember the titans this is uh from the film though the leave no doubt moment and we have a, a lot of recommendations for this one defense on me okay petey don't you drift to the strong side coach they're calling a holding penalty on me every time did i ask for your excuses you want to act like a star you better give me a star effort do you hear me Forget about him. Alan! Ryan Gosling. You're in. Come on. Let's go, guys. Now, he's a liability in this movie, gain though. Another Big. yard. You Brits all dead. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure that they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Let's go! Nice. music there too that was a good one yeah and then the, the crescendo right this is such a key and maybe we can try this a little bit later on in the week when we do another candidate match but i think that if you get the right motivational music you could basically say anything over top and you could be fired up this is a this is a theory that i'm willing to test on the show later on in the week i gave Dumas a late one that i'm hoping we can get in We'll get a few more, but... Uh, you know what I remember from that movie, too? What? We are the Titans, the mighty, mighty... T- I can't remember the rest of it, but they were dancing along, getting ready. Yeah. Not Left really. side, strong side. Yeah, there was so many good... Patty Dumas remembers I wasted stuff, so much time in high school watching that movie. I don't want them to gain another yard. yard. You blitz all night! All day, baby! Let's go! They remember forever... The night they played the Titans. You know it's giving the boys. Like, Let's go. Please no doubt. We're gonna Please do no this, doubt. coach. Pretty We're gonna good. do it. Remember the Titans. That's a banger. Uh, we've also got? we've also had a few. Uh, this one's from more of a comedy, but it also has a little bit more of a sports flair to it too. Um, this from old school. Damn it. Will Sorry, Farrell. guys, I, I, I lost my composure out there. I'm an idiot. Frankie, don't worry about it, all right? We're going to make those points if I promise you that. And your skin's going to grow back, too. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, now, how many events do we actually have left here? One. Uh, Frank's accident definitely set us back, but if we pass, if we pass athletics, we're in, so... Come on, all right, everybody. That's what I'm talking about, guys. We've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. Classic. Little Will Ferrell. Uh, my boy Blue. Um, did you see him at the Kings game yesterday? He was getting the crowd all fired up. It was a little different than... We've got to keep our composure. It was slightly different than... We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to... You know what he did? Keep our composure! Keep our composure! Yeah, he kept his composure. That one's solid. Like, I'm not that fired up. I had a good chuckle out of it. That's a good one, for sure. I know what he's trying to do there. I don't know if you've read The Room. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Uh, I get it. I like the energy. Got another funny one for you. Sure. Uh, From SNL. We all remember Matt Foley. How can you not? Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing... But for rolling doobies. 
to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Young lady, what do you want to do with your life? I want to live in a van down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have plenty of time to live in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. Yeah, there you go. You got to stop with those doobies. Get off the weed. Duh. God, I love Chris Farley, man. Man, that was so good. Um, I wish we I wish we had more Chris Farley in our can, lives. Can still go back and, and just YouTube. Tommy Boy Chris still Farley. makes me laugh. Yes, please. Uh, no problem there. Um, so a couple <laughs> funny ones there. This one real. We're getting a lot of movie suggestions. I was kind of surprised that we didn't get a lot of the real ones. But then again, until recently, a lot of times these were kept behind closed doors. Yeah, they don't always have a camera in there. NFL, sometimes you'll have the coach in there. But it's usually not like the full speech. It's usually like the... Okay, now we're going to turn the cameras on and I got to limit my F-bombs to like a two, two and a half. But sometimes you get something that's just um, strong. John Huffnagel, then the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders, uh, speaking to the club before the 96 Grey Cup against the Montreal Alouettes. Now we are 14 and 5. 14 and 5. You have proved over and over that you are the best team in the CFL. You have beaten this team both times in the regular season. The recipe for winning doesn't change. We play with great effort, great emotion, and great execution. As a team, we will handle any and all adversity that comes our way. We will, we will reload and we will answer. Okay, now. We are playing Montreal in Montreal. Right. We are playing on the road. We are playing in a dome. We are playing in front of 65,000 screaming fans. Okay. Men, we got them right where we want them. Let's go! And they did. And boy, did they ever. Uh, they would win 22-14, to 14, the 2008 Grey Cup. And... Uh, I love the end, like the way it it's it's about bringing it all together, right? Like it, the start, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm in, I'm in, and then it, it's when he gets into the. We are playing Montreal in Montreal. Right. We are playing on the road. Facts. We are playing in a dome. Not good. We are mm -hmm. playing in front of sixty-five thousand screaming fans. A lot against us here, then coach. We got them right where we want them. Oh, let's go! Let's go! Love that. Love Huff. And uh, that was a big one, too. Now, there's some fictional ones, Matt. Some fictional ones? What are you talking about? Well, non-sporting event, non-real-life ones. They can still get you fired up. Okay. Right? Like, what are you talking Well, You're alluding there's to something here. There's huge battles, and we have characters that are firing us up for that battle, right? You're about to give your life. To the cause, Matthew. I have no idea what you're going for here. The one that you wanted to play so oh, badly. Oh, of course. A little bit of Return of the King. Hold your ground! Hold your ground! Sons of Gondor! Of Rohan! My brothers! I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. 
a day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West! Let's go! All the yeah. swords unsheathing. That uh, that scene got me so fired up, too. I'm fired up right now. I'm going to kill some orcs. Yeah, I'd wanna, be down to kill some orcs. I want a sword. Oh, man, I'd be Let's so down make that to cool noise. You were mentioned. So that one, that's obviously from a fantasy film, Little Lord of the Rings. But, you know, you probably need to get fired up if you're going to go fight the, the armies of Mordor. You'd need to get a little I bit of motivation. So. I think it would help. Um, another fictional film. Now, I didn't see this one as a kid because I was told that this was probably a little bit vulgar for when I was a child. But this came out when I was a kid. Um, when same, did this come out? Same people sure. who uh, actually made South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, a couple of beauties. In 2004, we were not even the young adult category. No, yet, no, that was definitely like you would have gotten some serious questions even if you had gone into this film with a parent. But uh, apparently there was a motivational speech at Team America. So uh, we'll give it a shot. Mm. We're oh. oh, we're reckless, arrogant, stupid. Oh. Mm. And the Film Actors Guild <laughs> are no. Oh, okay. Well, no. There's more, but I don't think I we think need we to... miss the point there. No, like no! Because is getting... No! Okay, that... Whoever said that, that we no. shouldn't have probably done That's, that. That didn't exactly translate. Hmm, uh, okay, let's transition. How about this? Animal House. Hey! What's just lying around, well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped the big one. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Mm. Hell no! What? German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Wait, um... Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Wait. Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. Forget it, he's rolling. Uh, that was another beauty. Another good recommendation that we'd receive from the text line. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, perhaps? You want to hurt me? You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Yeah. Because I'm the real article. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, little John Candy. That one has me feeling good about myself. Like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm going to run through a wall and score a couple of big bingos, you know, win a big championship or anything like that. But I feel good about myself. And that's what's important. My wife likes me. I like me. Right? It's a great uh, U.S. Thanksgiving movie to watch, too. Yeah. It's That'll be on for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this one. The Replacements. Have you seen The Replacements before? 
wonderful movie. You haven't seen The Replacements? I don't think I've seen The With Replacements. Keanu Reeves? Gene Hackman? A classic, Matthew. No, I don't think I have. The Replacements. Do you know the premise of this clip? 2000 film? Uh, not really. Could you tell me more? The NFL, now do my correct me if I'm wrong, the NFL, because I don't think they could use it at the time. The pro football yeah. team in Washington <laughs> has quit. Well, they're, they go on strike. They it's go on player strike. strike. And so they, they bring use... in semi-pro or former players. Yeah. Okay. And Keanu Replacements, Reeves. Replacements, yes, maybe. Perhaps one would call them that. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is the down on his luck. Shane Falco. Quarterback Shane Falco. Shane Falco. Who's got to motivate his team to get up and, and get in there and win it. So this is a Keanu Reeves motivational speech that we're about to play? Yeah. I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Lasts forever. forever. Right on! Shotgun, DC right, flip 90, dig, on the center, on the center, ready? So that's another Let's one go. where it's all the music. Oh, Without so the music, good. I don't I don't know if that's going to be Falco's as good. Falco's got it, man. Without the music, I don't know if that's going to be as good. Shane Falco, I'd you, run through a wall for that, man. Do you know what I, that, was, that had me thinking of? That had me thinking of Nick Cage and Let's Ride. Well, that's a good one. And I can't even remember, what's the name of the film that that's from? But that's all I was thinking of, of Nick Cage. Let's ride. Gone in 60 seconds. Should we do a couple classics for the people? Sure. What else you got for me? I mean, Braveheart's the one that's getting a lot of run right now. Yeah, listen. We we can dive into a little bit of Braveheart. This one's a little bit longer. Um, so we're going to play this one, actually, just, just going into our break here. And I hope you're fired up from it. We're getting lots of great ones on the text line. Uh, Hoosiers was another one that we'd looked over uh, during one of the break. Um, any given Sunday, I'm, I'm sure we'll find a way to get there eventually. Uh, maybe perhaps like the thing is like, I played the Aragorn speech from return to the King, right? Yes. And I would say that this one is kind of the almost preempt to Aragorn and return to the King, if you will. Uh, we're going to go to break with a little bit of Braveheart. This one will get people fired up. Enjoy. Uh, around the corner, we're going to uh, get motivated and talk a little winter golf. Adam Stanley will join us around the corner. And we'll also continue to tee up the Penguins and the Flames and Canada and Belgium. But first, Braveheart. Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. He kills men by the hundred. And if he were here, He'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. <laughs> I am William Wallace. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live. Alright? Fight and you may die. Run 
No love. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Welcome back. It's the big show in the morning with Russick and Rose. We're fired up here in the Basement Systems downtown studio for Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Thanks for taking some time, hanging out on a Wednesday. My name is Matt Rose. He's Logan Gordon. Patty DeMond, Alex Brody in the other room running the ship today. Brody. Brody. Are you fired up, Brody? I at all. Guys, I'm yep. excited. I think everybody's excited for this Canada game, but... I, I literally cannot wait. Brody was just telling us how he's excited to get into the juice in the afternoon, which I fully yeah, endorse. Yeah, all of a sudden, Brody's like, yeah, I might get into the sauce. Not I'm like, like what? A little juice here. Uh, so what is it? how bad I, of an influence I, we've been on Alex Brody in the short time he's been here. Yeah. It's, what are you talking about? It's noon for a World Cup game. I think it's totally in the realm of normal people to get wasted on a Wednesday. This job this for is for us. This is a significant event. And I think normal people will be taking the day off and getting right banged the day up. day off? Yeah, sure. I'm oh, sure there are some people that have. I think maybe long lunch. I don't know what day off. Okay, fine. Whatever. But I think that there's probably some people who are getting pretty banged up for this thing. I hope so. I don't think that we're being that bad of an influence on Alex Brody is my point. I think we are. I uh, think Brody was an innocent child. He's one of the wide-eyed children that Pat will be telethoning for I, later. I, I think... It is the the telethon supporting wide-eyed children, um, the Pat Steinberg telethon coming up, uh, I believe, 3 o'clock Three start o'clock. today with yep. uh, Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg, and then it'll be Flames warm up with Steinberg and Lou at 4 before the Flames take on the Penguins at 5 o'clock. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll get a little bit of juice in uh, in the afternoon. What's, what's, your, um, what's your poison? What's your 11.30 in the morning poison? Now, granted, I think it's important to note that 11.30 when you get up at Four in the morning is much more like three in the That's afternoon. Like so, so no need to judge anybody. Evenings. But uh, what is it, Caesar, or are you just like straight sauce? Alex Brody. Brody. Sorry, sorry. Turn your mic on. What are you drinking today? Uh, well, so I still got that malt liquor you gave me. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> um, I don't know. Otherwise, I might have to pick Gross. something up on the way out of the way out of the station. Yeah, you might want to do that because you don't want to drink a forty of old English. This okay, but if you're going you, to, you're a, not gonna you're not gonna remember the end of the game. You do that. Or you're not gonna be at work tomorrow no. morning. <laughs> you're gonna be blind. Um, Which, so if you were fun. going to like an establishment, Brody, though, what would you? Oh, okay. So I used to be a huge fan of Shock Top. Mm. Which is like Not orange. A That's flavor. a Belgian beer. That's oh a- right, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. That's a great point. But I can't find it anywhere and I guess it would be betraying Canada. Yes, yeah, because to do we so. that's because we've prohibited it. Belgium moves in prohibition until after the match this afternoon. That's not no a fact. Stella? I just came up with that, but oh, you drink Canadian beer too. Yeah. You drink local. You get your You get yourself a Pilsner? Yeah. A Pilsner, some sort of wheat ale, something like that. We do those here. Right. Um, hey, today, Flames and Penguins as well. So you can watch the World Cup, get all banged up, take a quick nap, 5 o'clock start, Penguins and the Calgary Flames as the Flames go on uh, or play their fourth game 
of this six-game road trip. How about this? The Flames have won four of their last five games after losing their previous seven, going 0-5-2 in that stretch. The goals per game completely changed. It was 2.29 during the losing streak. It's up to 3.8 over the last five games. The goals against isn't that much different, but the biggest change that we're seeing is that the Flames are scoring goals, and as a result, the goal differential is also much better. They're plus two over the last five games. Won that losing streak. They were minus 10. They also were not very good on the power play. It's gotten a lot better since, and the PK has very much stayed the same. But one of the keys over these last five games, if you just kind of look at the numbers, has been that the Flames have been able to score some more goals while keeping a little bit less out of their net. What has gone into the Flames being able to boost their goal scoring over these last five games so well? I don't know if I can put my finger on it or not. It's um, it's kind of happened in different ways. You know, I look at the Florida game and you know, I'm trying to think back to how each goal was, you know, there's some pucks. I think the, the shot volume is probably the big one. Right, going back to that. But also, we saw in that Tampa Bay game, shot volume doesn't mean anything if they're all from the outside. Yeah. Right, if you're just going to throw shots at, at any goaltender, any NHL goaltender from the perimeter, you're going to make life pretty easy on them. But if you're going to throw you know, 20 to 30 shots at them and get to the net, make life difficult, have a screen there, or create some odd man opportunities, you're going to be in a much better spot. So if I had to to pinpoint anything, I'd say that's what they've started to do better. I think that Tampa Bay game was, if anything, a good example, Matt, of what they need to avoid. It's a team that needs to work for their opportunities. They've checked well in the defensive zone. I thought that led to their two goals against Philly yep. uh, to start the, the, the two first on period. Ones. Yeah, yep. both of them were from good plays in their own zone. That's what a lot of the Flames' offense starts from. And frankly, when they're being scored on, that's a lot of it is... where it comes is, from, yeah. It, it's turnovers in the offensive zone. Yeah, that not are to go on. back to Mange, but that's a perfect example of, of that what one, happens when... That one is defensive zone, but same exact yeah. premise. You have possession of the puck, you're trying to move it up the ice, you turn it over, and it ends up in the back of your net. Yeah, so, look, uh, I think that uh, as this team starts to pick up more on the Daryl Sutter mentality of uh, of work for it and get there every single night uh, to understand that that's how they need to score goals, I, I think they'll be more successful with that. And I think if anything, Matt, you know, this isn't last year's team, and I don't want to keep going back to that, but I think it's still an example for a, a Jonathan Huberto or a Nazem Kadri to look at it and say, hey, I can still put up big points and put up those offensive numbers if I play this Daryl Sutter style, right? If I still do those things that involve me getting to the net and forechecking and doing those little things responsibly away from the puck, it doesn't mean that I'm taking away all the offense from my game. Yeah, It's just a different way of going about my business that's less, in, a, in theory, I think, less uh, you know, run-and-gun style for your own team and putting you in a better spot to, to defend. Is some of this as simple as Elias Lindholm got going when Adam Rizicic got put on his wing for whatever reason it was, but he's got eight points in his last five games played despite not having one in his last game? Partly. I, I don't know that I'd put it all on that. I've said this before that this year has kind of run in circle, in cycles for me, I should say. The beginning of the year, Kadri was doing all the scoring for this team and putting up the points. 
And then for a little bit, it was Lindholm here. And you've, you've kind of had, you know, Toffoli's probably been the most consistent force for it. Mm-hmm. I think you want to see this team get to a point where as close to all four lines are contributing offensively as you can. But I think it certainly speaks to, like, it certainly helps to have Elias Lindholm back to the level he was at. Not that he was bad. He just wasn't having that offensive impact. And he's part of it, too. I mean, like, let's be honest. We talk about Huberto and Uyghur and the transitions for them. Elias Lindholm was part of a line that was incredibly successful last year, didn't have any injuries on it, and stayed together almost from day one, Matt. Yep. And then both of his wingers just said, eh, see you later, I'm going to go somewhere else. So, yeah, he's played with Tyler Toffoli, and he's been on the same team as Tyler Toffoli. They spent some power play time together, but they've never been constant line mates. Mm -hmm. He's got to adjust to that. He's got to figure out his role in all of that. And even throughout, even just until these last couple of games, it was still a rotating spot on his left side. We started with Huberto, we moved things around, and now it's been Ruzichka, and that's been the best fit so far. I don't think there's any arguing that. Mm-hmm. And Elias has certainly looked a lot more like... What we're used to. Yeah, he's, he's always been good defensively. The offense just wasn't there early. Eight points in five games. Jonathan Huberto has three points in four games since he's returned from injury as well. So some of the top players for the Flames now producing despite being on different lines. Uh, Want to step away from the Flames for a moment. We'll check back in before we do say goodbye today. Um, but really quickly, going down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to talk to our pal Adam Stanley because uh, there's some things on the go. Despite the PGA calendar being a little bit thin, there's some things on the go. But before we do that, I wanted to ask Adam, and I texted him about this earlier. We've been doing motivational speeches, whether in real life, whether in film, and what some of our favorites are. I had one from Ted Lasso earlier. We've got Remember the Titans in here. There was Keep Our Composure from Old School. There was uh, Chris Farley from SNL being Matt Foley. So we've had some good ones. But I'm interested to hear what Adam Stanley might have to say. Good morning, Adam. How are you, first off? Good morning. I'm well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate you giving me a a call here. I know it's a busy sports calendar, but uh, the Canadians, they keep doing stuff in in the world of golf. So it's uh, it's fun to be back and and chatting here before the holiday season. Uh, Definitely bleed red over here. So whenever Canada's doing anything, whether it's playing Belgium at noon or whether it's winning the (laughs) RSM Classic, I'm into it. Uh, tell us about the weekend that was for Adam Svensson after you give us one of your favorite motivational yes. uh, speeches. <laughs> I'm glad that you texted me about it, but it, it didn't take me very long. I immediately thought, uh, I'm glad we got movies because the, the president's speech from Independence Day, okay, right yep. before they take down the aliens, you know, we will not go quietly into the night, that whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm even thinking about it, ready to run through uh a brick wall or I guess fly my spaceship into the, uh, into the alien craft. So yeah, the president's speech from independence day, that one, uh, extremely motivating. That's Ready a, to go. That's a great pick. We, we have, we've had a few, uh, calls for that one on the text line as well today. So you're not the only one thinking along <laughs> those lines. Uh, do you think that's what Adam Svensson would have listened to prior <laughs> to going out and shooting six under in his final round Maybe. and winning the RSM classic? Maybe that's that's the play. Certainly after Thursday. So yeah, Adam Svensson. You know, he's from he's from Surrey. Um, just one of those guys that had kind of all the tools growing up. Uh, he won a bunch of times 
as a junior in, in British Columbia. Uh, he won nine times when he was at university, uh, a record for, for the school that he went to. Uh, he's won in the PGA Tour Canada, he won a bunch of times on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, then he made it to the PGA Tour, lost his card, just kind of totally re, you know, re-centered himself on, on golf as, as a job, uh, quit drinking, started working with a world champion in, in Taekwondo, uh, and really just kind of got laser-like focused mm. on, on golf as, as work and not golf as, as just, you know, something that came naturally to him. So uh, re-earned his PGA Tour card, and yeah, like you said, he, probably more impressively, the more impressive part of the win was that he was in 108th place after Thursday's round. He was over par on Thursday, and then he shot 64-62 on Saturday, which was the low round of the week, and then another 64 on Sunday to end up winning by two shots. So, um, yeah, a, a pretty darn impressive kind of effort by Adam Spenson, certainly after being way out of the mix after the first round, and uh, another Canadian wins on the PGA Tour. The second uh, in eight weeks this fall, Mackenzie yeah. Hughes, of course, won the Sanderson Farms in kind of mid-October, or, or pardon me, in, in late September. And now here we are in mid-November. We've got another Canadian finding the winner's circle, which is which is awfully exciting. Yeah, and one of the best parts of that is early on in the season, we got a couple of Canadians who are already punching their tickets to the Masters. Yeah, that's it. I, and I mean, you know, we're talking about Adam Spence and we're talking about Mackenzie Hughes. The golf fans who are listening, of course, will know those guys. The casual sports fans, maybe they won't. But by the time we get to April... Uh, you're going to know them because the Masters is, of course, our, our our biggest event, you know, of the year. It's the biggest event. All the eyeballs uh, are on that. And uh, Mike Weir, of course, he'll be back. 2003 champ. He'll be back playing. Corey yeah. Connors, of course, as well, on the back of his third straight top ten finish at the Masters from earlier in the year. Mackenzie Hughes will be back, and, and Adam Fenton will make his debut. The guy has never played in a major championship before. So uh, cracking, uh, cracking your first one at the masters is, is not a, not a bad place to do it. And, and we've still got, you know, four months of the PGA tour season uh, to see who else may be able to join uh, that foursome. We've never had more than four play the masters before uh, from a Canadian perspective. So, uh, you know, the other guys, Taylor Kendrick, of course, uh, Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin, I would say are, are, are trending in the direction of, of, Hey, if, Adam Svensson can do it is probably, you know, the guy least that we least expected to win. Uh, if he can do it, then certainly those three uh, aforementioned guys can probably do it as well. So that's the latest PGA tournament, the RSM classic that was last weekend uh, coming up next weekend. It's the hero world challenge. Then a little bit of a break before the tournament of champions and things really get into full gear for the PGA. But what do we know about the hero world challenge? It's a little bit of a different style of tournament. Yeah, and I mean, again, we're talking about casual sports fans in the last question. I mean, people are going to be tuning in to the Hero World Challenge next week uh, because Tiger Woods is coming back. Tiger Woods is, uh, is the host of this event. It's a limited field tournament. There's about 18 guys. Uh, they play in the Bahamas every year, and, uh, and Tiger's going to play. He, he's going to come. He's going to do it. Uh, he's not going to take a cart. He, we're going to see a lot of Tiger over the next uh, little bit. Uh, he's doing this one. He's doing the match uh, alongside Rory McIlroy. They're going to take on... Uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. That's on December the 10th. Uh, and then there's the PNC, the, the father-son event as well. So he'll, he'll tee it up with his kid, Charlie, uh, the week after. So, um, you know, December, if you're, if your butt's on in the couch watching the World Cup, uh, you're going to be uh, able to watch Tiger Woods tee it up uh, a little bit. Probably not really much on the expectation side of things for Tiger Woods. Uh, I mean, the guy hasn't played very much at all this year, just, just the majors. But maybe, you know, sunny Bahamas, a pretty chill atmosphere. Maybe this is the kind of, uh, event that he needs as we lean into next year. So uh, Tiger will be back, which will be super exciting. And real quick, Corey Connors, uh, the Canadian, of course, 
just got drawn into the field uh, as well. Hideki Matsuyama was supposed to be in the field. He's hurt. He withdrew. So they replaced Hideki with uh, with Corey, which is which is awesome because Corey. I mean, we we're all cheering for him, but um, you know, this is a guy who's going to be teeing up alongside you know most of the top twenty five golfers in the world, and and you know, it's, it's a, a deserving spot for him to be in as well. Last one on the PGA, uh, Tiger Woods. You mentioned he didn't play a ton. He only played in nine rounds, but despite that, he won fifteen million dollars from the PGA <laughs> Tour's Player Impact Program. Uh, for listeners who might not know, can you just tell us what the PIP is and how he managed to beg a, a tidy 15 schmil despite only playing in nine rounds? <laughs> the PIP, yes, it's uh, it is PIP season. Um, you know, it, it's something that was installed last year, uh, basically rewarding the, the the best of the best. You know, the guys who do a lot of the heavy lifting for the tour from sort of a marketing perspective. It's essentially a, a score that is established from how often are you on TV and, and, and the ratings when you are, your actual on-course performance, your Google ranking, your social media ranking, and, and what they call your Q score. Just how much are you known by the, the random sports fan in the United States of America? So, um, yeah, despite the fact that Tiger played barely any golf this year, uh, people still know him. The, of course, the, he still moves the needle. He still is the needle. Uh, and he was the most searched, the most social, the most, um, the highest Q score, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Tiger was number one, far and away. Kudos to him. Uh, and then Rory was number two, which makes a lot of sense as well. Rory was in front of the cameras pretty much every week that he teed it up. And, you know, some, some random names as you kind of go down that top 20. Um, but it just kind of goes to show you how important being searchable, social media, and all that sort of stuff is for these guys, certainly when it comes to the PGA Tour, rewarding the best of the best and, and saying, hey, if you're one of these guys, you're going to get a bonus at the end of the year. Don't go play for live, basically, is <laughs> yeah. how they're positioning it now. Yeah. Here's the, the supplement. Yeah. Uh, we always talk about alternate revenue streams. Very important. Yeah. And this kind of feels <laughs> like a, a little bit of one for guys who are in the prime of their golfing careers. Um, did want to talk to you about the LPGA as well. The season ended last weekend. It was the CME Group Tour Championship. Brooke Henderson was participating, but not at 100%. Can you tell us about the weekend that was for Brooke? Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was certainly a really, really good year for Brooke Henderson. I mean, she, she won twice, including a major, um, you know, finished in the top 10, I think, in 50% of her tournaments or something like that, which was pretty darn impressive uh, from her. She told me, uh, I was down there last week, and, and she told me, listen, I was very disappointed in my 2021, so I, I was happy to have a really solid 2022. She was in the mix for, for player of the year. Uh, she was in the mix for the scoring race. She was in the, in the mix to win the $2 million um, all the way until basically the very end. She hurt her upper back last week. She had to withdraw from the second to last tournament of the year uh, and then came into this week. A lot of questions as to whether or not she was actually going to do it or not. She did. Uh, she played pretty darn good in the first round, didn't play very well at all in the second round, and then absolutely lit the golf course on fire in her third round. But it was uh, a little too, too little too late for her. Uh, Lydia Ko ended up winning that tournament. Lydia Ko has been the best player in women's golf for the last you know, six or eight months. So, so no real surprise there, but you know, Brooke, she birdied her final hole of the season. Um, you know, she said that she felt great to be able to do it this week. And now she comes into the off season, having that mental rest, that physical rest, uh, and just kind of getting back to it next year. And, 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 you know, it was kind of one of those things where we expect Brooke Henderson to play 
well, but she had as complete a season as she's ever had on the LPGA Tour this past year, like with the two wins, including the major. And she continues to show that really the sky's the limit for her at just 25. Uh, she's going to be in the mix for, for our athlete of the year, for player of the year on the LPGA Tour for you know another decade to come, for sure. Last one, uh, and it's kind of back to the PGA, but President's Cup. Uh, international captain's going to be named November the 30th. What are we looking forward to here? Yeah, so that's it's going to be in Montreal, the announcement. Obviously, the President's Cup itself in 2024 is going to be back at Royal Montreal. Um, I would be shocked if uh, a Canadian is not named as the, uh, as the captain for, for that team. Uh, certainly, Mike Weir has all the credentials, having been part of the international squad for the last number of years as an assistant. Um, you know, of course, Mike took down Tiger in 2007 in the singles match when uh, it was played at Royal Montreal. Uh, and I think he would just make total sense to, to be named as, as the captain. Uh, we will certainly find out next uh, next week on the 30th. But um, yeah, from from all all signs are certainly pointing to Mike Weir being the captain there. And the cool thing is, you know, we had two Canadians on the team uh, this past year. But you look at someone like Adam Svensson, who came totally out of the woodwork to actually win. You know, who's to say we couldn't have two again, maybe three, maybe even four uh, by the time we get to 2024 and, and under a Mike Weir captaincy. In Montreal, it would be uh, it would be very very cool. Adam, really appreciate the time as always. Uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, downtime here, I guess, and uh, you know I just got a little something something to prepare you for your rest of the day. Here we go. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today we celebrate. Our Independence Day. Man, I'm ready to go. There you go. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm standing up. Let's let's do let's do this. Let's now, go. Now you can conquer the day of I'm sure being a dad and, and doing stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Enjoy it, man. All right, man. Thanks for this. Appreciate the time. There you go. That's Adam Stanley joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Always love catching up with Adam. Uh, probably be a little while now. Probably won't chat until uh, we get a little bit closer to that. Uh, that uh, tournament of champions in January, but nevertheless, always enjoy having him on, especially when the Canadians continue to crush it on the PGA Tour. Uh, we're almost done with our program here. We have the Flames and the Penguins tonight. It's going to be a 4 o'clock Flames warm-up, a 3 o'clock Flames talk. It's Pat Steinberg is the Pat Steinberg. Telethon begins then. He'll obviously have your pregame, your intermissions, and your postgame show uh, today in support of... Uh, Wide-eyed children. Yes, love that. Uh, big thanks to everybody who joined us on the program earlier today. Glenn Healy, former NHL goaltender and broadcaster, working with the Canadian Cancer Society, the NHLPA, the NHL alumni, and the um, and the NHL together on this uh, campaign right now. Highly recommend you go and listen to that chat because uh, we know it's very important, especially in this month. If you've been watching hockey, you've been seeing all of the Hockey Fights Cancer games. Tommy Wilden Jr. joined us as well. We chatted a little bit about Canada and Belgium. That match is going to go at noon. We got all your coverage. We got a preview show coming up at 11. We have a post-game show coming up at 2 o'clock too. So make sure that you're, A, enjoying the game, maybe finding a nice local establishment that has opened up a little bit early and uh, going in, getting some grub, getting some bevies. We also had our favorite pump-up songs, our favorite pump-up speeches. Maybe we'll do songs later in the week. But we had our favorite pump-up speeches, and then we chatted with Adam Stanley. So a uh, couple more things before we do say goodbye. Uh, first off, 
we got to get to our uh, report on the big tournament of soccer that's happening in Qatar with our boy, Paddy Dumont. And the soccer report is brought to you by CertainTeed, Teed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Day four at the Global Mug. We've got some results. Morocco and Croatia kicked off Group F with a nil-nil draw. The second game of the day. My goodness, what a comeback from Japan. Ritsu Done uh, puts away a greasy rebound from Manuel Neuer. And in the dying embers, 83rd minute, Takuma Asano fires it, by, fires it by Neuer on his short side. Germany came into this tournament not looking the greatest. And Japan just lost to Canada last week. But so far, uh, this is probably the second biggest upset of the tournament, uh, just beating Germany on the grand scale. They missed the round of 16 for the first time ever in 2018. And they're already off to a bad start in Qatar. Coming up in a matter of moments, uh, the second match of Group E sees Spain taking on Costa Rica. That goes at 9 a.m. And then at noon, it's here. It's finally here. We've been waiting. Canada returns for the first time in over 13,000 days to take on one of the global powers in the game, Belgium. John Herdman will have his full 26-man squad at his disposal this afternoon. Uh, we'll probably get the team sheets an hour before the match. Belgium should also have a, you know, almost a full complement of players, save for Romelu Lukaku, who will miss the opener, expecting Eden Hazard to slot in for Lukaku. Looking at some odds, Canada's currently plus 460 on the money line to take all three points today. Over-under set at two and a half goals. If you like props, Jonathan David is plus 302 to score the first ever Global Mug goal for the Canadians. One. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Munich, Canada, Belgium. That's the soccer report brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Pro all the way. We love that. Uh, also, Flames and Penguins are going to go at 5 o'clock. You want some more fun stats here, Logo? I love stats. How about this? A thousand games for Evgeny Malkin. He played in his thousandth career game in his last game, which was in Chicago. The Penguins are going to honor Malkin at home before the game. He became the 373rd player in the NHL to reach a thousand games and the 65th player in NHL history to play his first 1,000 career games with just one franchise. Also, how about this? Malkin has scored a goal in his first game, his hundredth game and his 1,000th game. So we'll just have to wait till his 10,000th to see if he also finds a way to bury one then. I like those. Now, yeah. I wanted to do this because I always like these. What? what? Um, going back to the last time that Canada was in the World Cup. Yeah, okay. Give me a couple real 1986, quick. 1986, right, Dumas? Yes. 13,000 in some days. 316. Uh, <laughs> 1986 is when the Oprah Winfrey show debuted nationally. Wow. Yeah, that became quite popular. Uh, Chernobyl happened in 1986. Devastating. That also popular, but Space not Space Shuttle the same Challenger. Way. No, devastating. Also not popular. good. Uh, the Hands Across America charity Ooh. event was in 1986. Was that where everybody held hands at the exact same time? They tried yeah. to do a chain across. They hmm. did like they had like six million people for it. Apparently, I think that's they did good. it. I think they linked. Um, also, apparently, that's when Mad Cow Disease was first discovered. Discovered. Great. Ooh. Outstanding. So, yeah. not, you know. Metallica released Master of Puppets in 86. Well, that's that. Top Gun. There we go. Top Gun. Top Gun. The original Top Gun. Was yes. uh, the top grossing movie that year. There you go. You know what the second movie was? What? Crocodile Dundee. Love Ooh. it. Hey, uh, well, I promise this. Final motivational speech of the day. This is the one that we have had more requested than anything else. And yes. it's obviously the, the one of the longer ones, too. But inch by inch, this is one of the most important ones for sure. We're going to play this one uh, going into break. Going deep with Donovan Bennett is coming up next. Thanks for spending some time today, buddies. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sports at 960 The Fan. You find out 
Life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys.